Hey all you Nakamas out there, I'm Bree Scally. And I'm Kate Bresnahan, and you're listening to Takoyaki Time. This week, we're going to be talking about some a really good movie that we watched was, together called guys, Death Note. It was so, like, it was so good. And uh, we'll be talking about those great adaptations we all love so much. But, a twist. <laughs> hey, let's wrap. Let's get to, let's, let's hang out. It's been a couple weeks. Let's, it has been a couple weeks. How's it going? Up. What's going on? It's going pretty good. Let's see, I know you just bought a Switch. I did. Okay. It was very exciting. <laughs> I'm really ashamed to admit it to people. So I've told, I told Zach first because I was talking. Why are you ashamed of because it? Because it was a lot of money and I feel bad spending a lot of money on one thing. I'm literally thinking about playing Splatoon right now. <laughs> when I bought my uh, my drawing tablet, the Cintiq, uh, mm-hmm. it, it was a $2,000 investment. It was the most expensive thing I'd ever spent money on. And I didn't touch it for like two months because I was just like, <sighs> I made a huge mistake. I'm a fool. I know. I did the same thing. And I, I did it the every same day. thing when I, when I <clears throat> pierced my ears. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I remember being like nine years old. Oh, yeah. And... We went to Papa Gino's after I got my ears pierced and like in the middle of like, I think my, my hot dog, cause I didn't even eat pizza at that point. Cause I had <laughs> tomatoes and tomatoes are vegetables. Jesus. I just like said to my mom, like, I think I want to take them out. I don't think it's me. I've made a mistake. <laughs> that's, that's so cute. I had to wait <laughs> until I was 16 to get anything pierced. And even then I waited until I think I was 17 and 18 to pierce mm-hmm. my ears. And then I got like 10 piercings at once. And I was like, that's good. I'm, I'm fine with this. this is I'm what done. I, yeah. This is what I'm here for. This, now I'm done. <laughs> I can imagine being nine though. And like thinking this is the most permanent decision I've ever made. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's kind of means the most permanent decision I've ever made. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel about buying the switch right now. Actually, like it's still at the store. It's at the Best Buy and I need to go pick it up and I have until Monday and I'm like, if I just like didn't go and pick it up, I wouldn't be spending that money on it. But I also ordered Breath of the Wild and that's being shipped to me. So if I don't go and pick up my switch, I'll just have a $60 game just sitting around that I can't play. Well, consider this. If you buy the Switch and then decide that you do regret it, you can sell it for like three times the amount. That's a really good Because point. they're in such high demand. Yeah. I just, I know, I love video games, but I don't really sit down to play them super often, so. Mm. But I love Nintendo, and they're the most likely game system for me to actually like play games on. You'll have fun. You'll like it. I, I know. Promise. I'm really excited. I can't wait to play it. So that was my my luxury purchase. Like other things I bought recently were like a new keyboard because my old one didn't work or a new chair mm-hmm. because it, my old one gave me scoliosis or <laughs> new bras because bras break very quickly. Oh my gosh, I need new bras. I've had mine for like two years and it's starting to show. Oh no. Like I found one that I liked and I just bought like four of it. That, yeah, that's exactly what I did. That's exactly <laughs> so now what I did. all of their their lifespans are ending I, at the same time. I've got some recommendations for you. Send them my way. I will. Oh, that'll be my new podcast. I'll just talk about very plain black bras and how I feel about them and their sizing because I have a lot Perfect. of opinions. That's all I want. I don't want anything fancy. I just want very, very plain and in black. That's all I want, too, and no one ever has them. They've always got stupid, like, lace, and it always, like, touches me in the wrong spots. (laughs) Oh, lordy. Just, like, the story of my life is just, like, does it come in black? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all my underwear and all my shoes, nothing but black. I refuse to wear any other color for either of those items. Oh, Lord. So we actually, we went on an adventure this weekend. 
Oh, God. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're talking about the good adventure that we went on to go see the Mackle Boys. Yes. What was the adventure you were thinking of? It's watching Death Note. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. I'm going to talk about the good part. The good part. We've mentioned the brothers several times on our podcast before, so safe to say we're very inspired and awed by them. They are, yeah, they're definitely role models in my life yeah, in, like, all things. Yeah, they're our precious boys. So we Not just in podcasting, but, like, <laughs> in, in the way they conduct themselves, yeah. yeah. They're beautiful. All three of them. And, uh, so we managed, funny. Yeah, we managed to score tickets to uh, the first show, which was a- First Boston show. It was a which, disaster trying to get those that tickets. was the most stressful hour of my life. <laughs> but we didn't and give up. I've taken- I took the G, GRE, I've taken the LSAT, I've taken really stressful <laughs> tests, but nothing has worn my patience quite like trying to get McElboy tickets. It's okay, man. You had me on your side, and I am the queen of keeping my cool and getting the tickets so when the time good is right. At it. Thank you. I managed to get four individual tickets scattered throughout the theater. I got one. It was very good. Yeah. <laughs> so we, got, we, we went to the first show. It was you... Uh, Justin, your boyfriend, me, uh-huh. uh, and our friends, Zach and Amanda. And we had a jolly good time. And then I stayed for the second show, too, because there were tickets left over after the uh, first general the initial sale. Wave. Yeah, yeah. I, let, I let all of the uh, the not-so-lucky people get their tickets first. And then I was like, Oh, that's in. good. Yeah. Because I know, like, if I, if I hadn't gotten tickets to the first show, the second show would have just, like, been a light in my heart. Yeah, you know? seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, I was in the balcony. Uh, I was in. I was on the floor for the first one, and the balcony for the second one. And I had a much more comfortable experience in the balcony because mm. on the floor it's all just like the same flat level, and I was behind yeah. like two very tall people. Yeah, I was surprised. I had a really good view from the balcony. Yeah, it like bad. I was just staring straight down at the boys. It was a good time. I loved it. It was a good time. Glad we went. Although there was no chance of uh, my question getting picked, like at all. Ah. Like from like like an audience question. Yeah, maybe it just wasn't gonna happen. I know. I was a little bummed, but you know what? We can always just keep sending them to the yeah. brothers anyway. <laughs> so that was our. We could just start another podcast within our podcast <laughs> where we just say questions that we would ask the McElroys. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions, too. I've sent a lot in the past. Like, I could go into my, my Gmail and just go into my sent mail and find all the ones that I've sent them. <laughs> and we could just read those aloud for the world. That'd be a good podcast. That'd be a, a good podcast. way to spend a full half an hour, I suppose. Yeah. Another one within our podcast. I just need a lot of life advice. I feel uh, a lot of pressure. And I feel like they're the experts who could give me a light at the end of the tunnel yeah (laughs) anyway uh i wish that they had done another adventure zone show in boston but i'm still not caught up and i know it's over so like well not over but like this arc is over i didn't get to see it live i didn't like it by the time that they came to boston oh my gosh it was such a good good story too which one was this was that one? Hmm? Which one? That was the the wrestling one. Uh, that was the, oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. I don't usually like for the podcast that I listen to. The live shows are like my least favorite. Yeah, same. But uh, not when it comes to the adventure zone. No, for some reason the adventure zone it's always really good. Maybe because they don't mm-hmm. take audience questions. I think that's it. 
it's I don't I don't want the audience Mm-mm. to be participating in my enjoyment. Like either even like like my favorite murder, like the the audience will like yell things. Ugh. And I just don't like it. No, I don't like I don't. it. It's like going to a, a convention. I'm sure any anime fan can relate. Like, you go to a, a convention, you go to a panel for the first, like, 40 minutes, they do the panel, and then they're like, they open up the floor to questions, and every question, you're just cringing and waiting it for it to uh. be a disaster and an embarrassment. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I know that, like, this is your moment, and you get to ask somebody that you admire a question, but, like... This is not just a conversation between you and this other person. No. You know, like, this is for everyone's benefit. So, yeah. like, make it something that can benefit everyone. Like, I feel like an asshole saying that, but... I know, but at the same time, it's, like, it, it's the worst when someone asks a question, and then the person on the panel uh, responds, and then the person who asked the question starts trying to, like, converse with them over the microphone. Yeah. It's like, this, no, I, this is... Mm, no. Mm. Mm. <laughs> sit down <laughs> please you're making me feel secondhand embarrassment because yeah. there's no way i could see myself doing that yep totally Ugh, i get so tongue-tied and starstruck <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that like i couldn't i could never get up and ask a question i couldn't ask questions in school when i was supposed to be asking <laughs> questions and like yeah. learning shit but if i had to ask a question in person of anyone that i admire i would just walk away I, there's nothing i could do to make myself say anything i have to pretend to be oh. cool i can't ask questions yeah totally it's like yeah i already know everything you're gonna say because they're like so in sync <laughs> or also because i've been listening to you speak like every hour of every day for the past few months so i know yep. literally everything about you and you know nothing <laughs> about me so this, and this is... is fine this is a completely even relationship <laughs> that we have and nothing about this is weird it's all perfectly normal <sighs> Yeah, that's what always freaks me out. Is like I, you're like a friend to me, and you don't even know I exist. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Society is weird. Society. The internet is weird. The internet's so is weird. weird now. Why is the internet so weird? And made everything better simultaneously. Like Twitter, I can just like if someone I like can like a tweet of mine, and I'm like, oh, I had a, a brief moment in their life. Yeah, like they acknowledged me. <laughs> that happened. That happened when Adam Scott liked my tweet that I sent to him for you talking you two to me, and I was like, our, our worlds like collided for but a moment. <laughs> like, because in that one mo- moment, in that one <laughs> moment, they're like, they're a real person that's in your life now. Yeah, they you knew. Know? Their finger hovered over that little heart, and then they yeah. Or like you know, their assistant's finger hovered <laughs> over that heart, and they clicked it. It's fine, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Well, do you want to get into our oh, other adventure? Bree and I watched the Death Note movie that just premiered on Netflix. You guys, it was so bad. I'm sure that you've been hearing this from all directions, but like, there is no universe in which this movie was good. <laughs> it was bad as an adaptation, and it was bad if you weren't like if you had never watched the anime, you didn't know what anime was. If this was your first experience with Death Note, this was still just a steaming pile. And I loved every minute of watching it. Okay. I know that I've seen a couple people be like, oh, it wasn't so bad, or I kind of enjoyed it. And, like, to you, I applaud you for, I don't know, existing, for having some other opinion. It wasn't even enjoyable for me, it actually it made, made me no nauseous. Sense. Nothing about it made any sense. None of the characters 
none of the like the plotting and like the the pacing was so off and weird and just like ah it was so bad okay to me the production felt like uh some kind of like senior film thesis project it in like a college like an art college and someone's like, I'm going to make an adaptation of Death Note, and I'm going to film it the way I feel like, and I'm going to star in it. I don't know what the the camera style is called, but like when they when they tilt, I think it's like tilt a Dutch turn or something. Yeah. Oh my God. They loved that so much. It's yeah. like I didn't even need to tilt my head about how confused I was because the camera just did it for me. Yeah. It was, the camera's like, you playing, boy? <laughs> So should we? They actually, that wasn't part of the direction. The cameraman was just like <laughs> the really? cameraman just he he was like really, and then he just left, and the camera just yep. fell to the ground. <laughs> Do you want to go over the uh, the plot and how they they paced it out? Yeah, let's. All right, I'm gonna, I should have opened this up on my phone. I know, me too. My I'm doing it now. <laughs> so <laughs> I forgot to my brother my brother and me and they were mentioning extreme restraints so i went to extremerestraints.com just to browse their wares mm-hmm. and i just opened up my phone safari to just dildos just a lot of dildos <laughs> so that's the plot of death note <laughs> it's just a bunch of dildos getting thrown at a wall and bouncing wish. off to the floor oh god i've done that too many times I'll just be, like, looking at a hentai comic, just like, oh, that's interesting, and I'll turn off my suddenly phone. Suddenly dildos. It's suddenly dildos. Just like, hmm, oh, what's the weather? Oh, God. <laughs> dildos. It's raining dicks. It's raining dicks. Okay. So, Death Note. This one takes place in Seattle, yep. so it's very gloomy. It's very, like, forks. <laughs> It looks Twilight exactly. Everyone's they a teenager and they're very edgy. With the same like color correction that they used for Twilight. It's like, like all blue. Super undersaturated. Yeah. Like everything's like really gray. And um you have this kid whose name is Light Turner. Light Turner. His last name is Turner. Sorry. This is the most like oh, we're in Japan. We need a, a white person last name. <laughs> Turner. I don't hate it. It's fine. It's That's so fine. Funny. What I do hate is that they made him into like this weird, edgy punk kid who's like doing other people's homework for money. So, like, they- yeah, I was mentioning this while we were while we started watching it because I was wondering how they were going to handle Light's character because in Japan their character tropes are super different from American character tropes. So, like, uh, in high school movies in America, we've got, like, the jock and the goth and the mm. the popular girl, the nerd. Like, just, like, really varied tiers and stuff. But in Japan, a lot of their character tropes revolve around your how, like, responsible you seem and how respectable right. you are. So yeah. the reason Light is an interesting character in the original story is because he's, like, that, like, top-tier A-plus student. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, he's so cool. He's so handsome. We all like him so much. And he's actually just, like, a total shit on the inside. But, like... I don't know why they couldn't have done that anyway. Like, they could have made him, like, the all-American. Like, he could have been the quarterback or something. Oh, yeah. That would have been more... That's a much closer equivalent to what they went with. Instead, he's this tortured white boy who's, like, 
unpopular and, they give and him, uncool. Like the whole like the dead parent trope of like, oh, he's so he's so tortured because his mom died and now he yeah. needs to get revenge with the death. Note. He wasn't even particularly intelligent in the movie. No. He was actually really dumb. He was super dumb. Super dumb. Like we are we're told that like he's smart because he's like doing people's calculus and shit, but like that is the only time we see him being smart at all yeah most of the movie is just him uh floundering desperately and trying to figure out how to do anything while everyone else around him makes more decisions i feel like the the writing in this is like they wrote these characters to be more intelligent than the person actually doing the writing and then like couldn't back it up you know (laughs) yeah it's like it's like a 1960s sci-fi movie where the writers don't know anything about science so they just write, oh, the the chlorine reanimated this old head. Ugh. I mean, and then, like, when we get to L, I know we're kind of, like, jumping around, but, like, in the same vein, when we get to L, he's making a bunch of deductions that don't have any evidence whatsoever backing them up, and we don't see his thought process, so it just seems like he's pulling these answers out of his butt. Uh-huh. It, like, the that's the weird part about it, is, like, it goes from, okay, light... Uh, is just a dorky nerd who somehow, like, Ryuk shows up and gives him the death note because it's his job to pass the death note on to someone else. And so he starts killing people, and then we cut to L, and L's like, it was definitely this one kid in this school in Seattle, for sure. Yeah, Even like, though yeah he zeroes in, like, wicked fast yeah. on night. There's no, um, there is no buildup of like I found out this clue or I I recognize this saying that he had this guy say or like there was no connecting fibers whatsoever. No, between the murder. There was, and there was no no connecting fibers between anything in this movie. No, <laughs> no it was just like a slideshow. Yep. Um. So anyway, yeah. So Ryuk gives Light the the death note because like it's what death death gods do. I guess, what the Shinigami do in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of, like, urges Light to write this uh, this bully's name in the book. And Light does, and whatever. Like, we get, like, this very final destination death for this kid. It was really gruesome, but also dumb. Like, a lot of the deaths were really, really gruesome. And, like, they leaned on some, some gross factor there, which, like... The original didn't do it all. Yeah. Whatever. It's very, it was very American. There were very American deaths. Um, so Ryuk like starts explaining the rules and stuff. And then immediately Light goes and shows the notebook to a girl he has a crush on. It's so American. Like she, she mentions once that like she's a little bit into death. Cause like, I don't know, she's 16 and edgy. So he's yeah, like, who isn't into death when you're a teenager? Yeah, exactly. So immediately, Light's just like, I kill people with my notebook. Do you like me? But then she does, and then they're dating. And she is so horny for murder. Mm-hmm. So she is way closer to Light in, like, the manga. Yeah, her personality is way closer to the, the original character. And it's like, yeah. why didn't you just make... Why didn't you just? Why make... why isn't she the main character? It's for real. She's the interesting one here. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, like the the funny thing, especially to me, about how L almost instantly uh, thinks that Light is the one behind these murders is that Light is killing people with a magical notebook, and it's like there's no fucking way that L could ever put those pieces together. They're, no. Like. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing that would make you think, yes, he is writing down the names of people in this notebook and then the notebook is killing them because it's magic. Right. And like, so we skipped the part of how we got to L because it's seriously just a montage. Yeah, it, it is. You feel nothing for anyone because you you have no, like, there's no emotional anchor to anyone in this yep. movie. It just it shows a shot of them, they say a line, and then you shoot to another shot of someone else. And, like, it's just like, oh, now everyone worships Kira. Kira's a thing, and now we have Elle. <laughs> and, okay, now the cat and mouse game can begin. Go! <laughs> yeah. Elle is not subtle at all in this <laughs> no, movie. He's, not. he's super impulsive. <sighs> he's super emotional. He's not like Elle at all. He immediately just like walks up to light and is like hey i know you're kira what's up in a cafe like what it's like what stood out particular to me particularly to me about l i remember there was a scene where he's like kneeling on the floor with a bunch of cushions and he's like talking onto a computer like skyping with someone mm -hmm. and like he's surrounded by like rappers and shit because like l ooh, he's got a sweet tooth so it like and then there's a pristine bowl of, like, M&Ms on the table oh, yeah. next to him. And he just shoots out his hand, grabs a bunch, and, like, scatters them everywhere. And it's like, they were just clean a second ago. Like, are you clean or not? Are you, do you just do that because you felt? Are you just quirky? Like, yeah, are, you, are you just quirky? So, like, it just, it felt like such a boiling down of the features of this character that don't actually matter. Yeah. Like, yep, absolutely. You know it was, like, the direction. Like, the director was like, all right, now you have to make a mess of this candy dish. Yeah. You're like, why? Like, it just, it, stu it really stood out to me because it was just so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yep. like, the rest of the movie, you're, you should be trying to tell me something that matters and none of it does. It's all just, just surface level and it's useless and I feel nothing. I felt nothing the whole time except for nausea. Um, what about the best part of the entire movie, aka the best chase scene that has ever been filmed in the history of cinema I ever watch it again. in the world? It was, I, like, I, for the whole movie, I was just grimacing, and, like, I'd look over at you, and you'd look back at me, and we'd make this face, like, what are we doing to ourselves? <laughs> and I'd be trying to get drunker, and it was just not working, and I just felt like I was in hell, and we'd look at the timer, and it'd say, 40 minutes to go, and we're like... How is this happening? And it's only an, it's only a hundred minutes. Like it's not a long movie, <laughs> but it long. felt like it was about three hours long. And then finally, I start laughing hysterically, and it's during this chase scene where L has light cornered and L has a gun, and they're running through the city of Seattle. L chasing light, who runs like he runs like a chicken with his head cut off. He runs like one of those like air. Like sock the wacky, guys. wavy, yeah, the, yeah, inflatable yeah. arm waving tube man. Yes, yes that's, that's exactly he what he runs like. <laughs> and then L is trying to parkour, but he can't. So he just keeps like running into people and like tripping over things. It was all a 
amazing. I, could, like, I would watch that for a hundred minutes. I could hear yakety sax playing in the background. Honestly, <laughs> it was one of the funniest chase scenes I've ever seen in my life. So that was my favorite part of the movie. Me too. Um, just there are so many things that didn't make sense. Yeah, like uh, Watari. Right, so Light decides that he's gonna control Watari, who's L's servant slash father figure mm-hmm. type thing, um, and he's just able to write the guy's first name in the Death Note? Question mark. Maybe that was and his full name. Control him. Like, okay, fine. This guy is Cher. He only has one name. Okay, <laughs> but then would the Death Note work on Cher? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> It just is really I'm, important to me in the moment. I don't know. I hope not. I wonder I if it would work on Prince. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore, but like, Aww. if if you wrote Prince's name in the Death Note, would you have to write the little symbol thing? Would you have to write every name that yes. Prince ever went under? Yes. You would have to write the symbol and then like formally known as all of his names. <laughs> Unless you have his given birth name. In which case, I think you can bypass the others. No. But we would have to ask a Shinigami. Yeah, like, does someone, does it count if it's their birth name or if it's the name that everyone calls them? I don't know. I'm not really a huge Death Note fan, so I haven't read all of the dozens of rules that came with the notebook, so. I wonder if, like, the name that you call yourself, like, in your heart, you know? Yeah. Like... Like, Kate, the ultimate empress of all the universe. Yeah, exactly. Like, would that be good? Would that work? I don't know. Who knows? These are the questions that we need to ask ourselves and our audience. (laughs) And here we are. Share. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Watari. Yeah, Watari. Um, So, oh, yeah, and then, like, there's also this rule that you can burn a page of the notebook and, like, a person's name will be erased, but, like, you're definitely writing more than one name on the notebook, and why does Light want to burn Watari's page? Like, why is he saving him? Yeah, is right. Because he didn't do anything bad, but neither did L, and he's trying to kill L. These are my questions. These are excellent questions, and I have These a feeling... These are my questions, and there are no answers. Yeah, I have a feeling you're going to be severely disappointed when it comes to trying to solve any of them. Because this no, I've I've given up on that. I'm just gonna carry them in my soul for the rest of my life. Yeah, this movie felt like it was written by a 16 year old who worked at Hot Topic and was really bored on her shifts. Yep, it was very bad. Um, how does it end? Oh, oh, that's right. So like, Mia and Light both like betray one another and like write the other one's name in the notebook and um they're on a ferris wheel and ryuk like makes it collapse because he's like i'm bored well i'm the audience that was one of the fun parts is they're running away from the police and they're like let's go on this ferris wheel that goes around in a circle and has no escape Mm -hmm, except down yep and then you go back up though and unless they time it just right they can't grab you (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh here they come oh, oh, oh we missed them well, we're gonna wait for them to come back around dude a guy punched me when i was on a ferris wheel what the fuck it was at fiesta and uh we went on the ferris wheel i was with my sister and a couple of her friends was and this this year it was this year yeah 
And we got on the Ferris wheel, and the guy who was running it was being a little like, mm, I'm a cheeky, fun guy, and these are a bunch of cute young girls. I'm going to joke with them every time they go around. And <laughs> one of the rotations, we came down, and he stuck his hand into our... Oh, he didn't mean to punch you. Yeah, but he still punched me. And it was <gasps> it was very uncomfortable, and I was really not thrilled about it. But I thought, like, someone, like, like haymakered you. No, a carny... A carny punched me, Brie. <laughs> I'll give it to you. A carny you, punched you. Did you think I got into like a brawl on the yes. wheel? Yes, I did. I mean, my reputation does precede me. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so there is the opportunity to grab someone while they're on a Ferris yeah, wheel. This is possible. This is them. not a good getaway. No. But um, the Ferris wheel starts to collapse. They're like holding onto each other's hands. And, and then uh, they Mia go. falls to her death, and then Light also falls into the water, and he's, like, then in a coma, and... Someone someone drops off the death note, and then... Uh... Oh, that's right, because he had, like, set it up so, like, people will, like, keep dying while he's in his coma, because, yeah. like, he knew he was gonna be in a coma. Oh, yeah, and, like, he masterminded he the whole thing. He gives himself an alibi, and <laughs> everyone who's doing all of his bidding now are, like you know, bad people that he was going to kill anyway. And mm-hmm. It's dumb. It's a dumb. It's a bad movie. Yeah. It's a bad, bad movie. So, uh, give it zero takoyakis. I do think that we need to give a shout out to Willem Dafoe, <laughs> who was way too good for this movie. <laughs> it reminds me of, um, you know, that movie I was telling you guys about the other night, A Talking Cat. Yes. Uh, there was actually, um, a very famous actor in it. Hold on, let me see. A talking cat. He was in Batman. He was in The Dark Knight. Is it the guy with the eyeliner who played the mayor and he was also on Lost? No, it was Eric Roberts. He played the mob guy who got his ankles broken. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he pl- he was the voice of the cat in A Talking Cat. And it's like, what? Wh- who were you in trouble with <laughs> that you needed to take this role? Yeah, Talking Cat is a film. It is. It has a 2.5 out of 10. And I enjoyed watching it more than I enjoyed watching the Death Note movie. That is my final verdict. Go watch a Talking Cat instead of the Death Note movie. I promise you will not regret it. This came out in 2013. That cannot be possible. All right, next week on our uh, <laughs> A Talking Cat cast. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> I will happily talk about A Talking Cat because that is... A work of art. Welcome to a talking cat cast. Our a, podcast about a talking cat. A talking cat is like the room of like children's films. A talking cat. Yeah, and it stars a talking cat. It stars. I'm just a, trying out different ways to say it with that interrobang at the end. Yeah, it stars a surly cat who has advice for people and can only talk to them once. A talking cat. Uh-huh. Oh, I like that one. That's what I'm gonna go with. A I talking think. cat. A talking cat? <laughs> you even made, like, a good, like, cartoon face. A talking cat? What? Yeah, let's just talk about a talking cat now. Cause done. I don't want to talk about Death Note anymore. Cause well, alright, we're done. No more Death Note. No more Death Note. <sighs> I'm sorry to everyone who kind of enjoyed it. It, um, it yeah, me shaved too. years off my life. I've, I've watched so many bad movies in my life and genuinely enjoyed watching them. This was not one of those times. It actually, like, it was 
No, it wasn't funny bad. It was just straight up bad. Yeah. And it took itself really, really seriously. Yeah. So, so anyway, I was thinking, because yeah. America loves to take anime. And make flop movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if we thought about which properties Japan could take from America oh. and turn them into good animes? Yes, let's do it. Yeah. So we 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 did a little research, just thinking about some stuff. What's your what's your first one? Uh, well, I have been working my way through it, but I think it would mm-hmm. make a great anime. Is Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, I love that show. It's I so think, good. I think it could be a rollicking comedy about a group of friends from high school, and how they opened a bar together, and yeah. all their crazy wacky adventures. But there wouldn't be a whole lot of drug references or uh really. There'd be a lot more, like, sexual stuff, for sure. Mm, There'd be a lot mm-hmm. more tits just, like, bouncing around. Yeah. It'd be like Love Hina, but with mostly guys. I would like to see the anime version of Dennis's drawing of a woman. <laughs> you know exactly which one I'm know, talking yes. about, too. <laughs> yeah. It was basically anime. Yeah. Yeah, can we have all of it in that style? Dennis could draw the whole thing. So, okay, so the anime of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is in an episode of regular It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia oh entitled God. The Gang Makes an Anime. <laughs> hey, gang, gang, if you want some good ideas, we've got plenty. Just give us Charlie Day, anyone, Robert McElhaney, like, just just give me a call. I've got lots Danny of- Danny DeVito, I've been <laughs> waiting for you to call my entire life. <laughs> That's true, you have. He's just so funny. <laughs> Imagine like the Nightman and the Dayman is like like uh, mascot characters. Yes. Yeah, I think it would make a good anime. It would be a great comedy, and it'd be a little heartwarming at parts. No. Um. So my first is the Captive Prince series by C.P. Picat, and it is a gay romance series that yes. I think would make a I- great. Yaoi. I am so on board already. Um, Walk it's me like through this. Kind step by of step. fantasy-ish. And like, so there's this one prince who um, is betrayed by his his court and is sold to the other prince. So he's like, he's like a, a hostage of the other enemy court. And no one knows, but like, Oh no, now they fall in love. Oh. And the scenery could be really, really lush and lots of like fashion and like draped togas and shit. It would be great. That sounds really good. I would never turn down a gay romance. Yep, I figured. (laughs) Uh, My second one is the good old cartoon Gravity Falls, which is one of my favorite cartoons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it has kind of a an all like it has an overarching plot like a lot like an anime but it works in a very episodic way mm-hmm. so actually it's paced similarly to an anime really all you'd have to do with gravity falls is like localize it to japanese so it doesn't have so many americanisms and like change the animation style yeah because like the story revolves around uh these two kids from california who go up to live with their great uncle stan in oregon and work in his mystery shack but they keep finding all sorts of uh weird paranormal activity happening around town and uh like each episode is about some new weird paranormal thing that pops out 
like a monster or like a ghost or an alien or something. So I think like it, it reminds me a lot of uh, King of Bandit Jing, where every episode's about like some fantastical treasure that he has to find. So I think it could work very similarly to that. Plus, there's a lot of mystery and intrigue. There's definitely like a lot of anime influences in oh, Gravity sure. Falls. Yeah, as dude. It is. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but there's definitely an episode in season two that reminds me hella of Sailor Moon, like crazy. Just like the way that everything kind of comes together and the the reveal at the end of it just felt mm-hmm. really similar to uh, Sailor Moon S when she gets the purity chalice. <laughs> I'm realizing how much of a geek I sound like right now. Yes, you sound like a huge geek in our anime podcast. Yeah. It's just my lot in life, I guess. Yep. All right, what's your, what's your second one? Uh, my second one is House of Leaves. I don't know any which... of these ones that you're talking about. Which is Okay, this? so House of Leaves is like this nutso horror book, this horror novel, um, but it's written in a really non-linear way. So it's about this family that lives in this house, and the house has a hallway in it, but if you walk into the hallway, it just goes on forever and ever and ever, and there's maybe something living in there, and there's also another layer in the story where it's a guy reading the book about this house and there's a minotaur and it's really creepy and it's super non-linear and I just think that animation is the only thing that could translate this book Mm. um so like in in the book itself there are like you have to like turn the page and it's super super trippy and like very avant-garde so there's never been an ebook there's never been an audiobook you like you you can't do it but I just think it would be really cool if there was an animated series where you could skip around in the episodes because the book skips around in this way and you can read it you could read the codex first you could read the the middle you could read all of the footnotes that is so so much responsibility I wouldn't be able to handle that it's so it would be like a choose your own adventure in the anime like watch all of them linearly backwards and like they all make sense in different ways i'm into that i need to show you this book the next time we hang out it's okay. like my favorite thing i need more books please i don't yes. read a lot of fiction so i'd like to read more fiction that sounds really cool i think that'd be awesome okay i just thought of another one because i only had four and i wanted to have five and now i've got mm. five so the one Shit, i just thought Kate, of you're gonna show me up that's okay you have plenty of time to come up with the one and if you don't come up with the fifth one by the time we finish mm. recording you can just edit in a fifth All of mine are so. books. Why? All of mine are TV shows I don't movies. watch a lot of TV shows. Oh, for God's sake. Well, you've definitely seen the one that I just thought up because uh, it's The Wizard of Oz. I could totally see that. Yeah, so they've... I, I don't... They might have made a Wizard of Oz anime at some point. I'm not sure. They've made a ton. Like, they, there's a Sherlock Holmes anime called Sherlock Holmes. I Helen, love Sherlock Holmes. done by... <laughs> Yeah, it was done by Studio Ghibli, and then they did, like, um, a Thumbelina one. I can't remember what it was called, but I used to have, like, a VHS copy of, like, a bunch of spliced together episodes that they dubbed over mm-hmm. in English when I was a kid. It was wicked cool. But uh, they might have done Wizard of Oz before, but I don't know. I think it would be wicked dope as an anime. And imagine, like, the merchandising possibilities. Oh, my God. There'd be so many cool things. I just, like, I think that the designs and the characters are so mm-hmm. anime. It'd be perfect. 
I would totally watch that. I would too. I'd watch the fuck out of that. I've never read any of the Wizard of Oz books, but I mm. love the movie. It's an American Have you classic. seen Return to Oz with the chick from The Craft? I have oh, not. it's so weird. I love it. Um, I think I've it, heard about it, but I've it's never got like seen a sweet it. pumpkin dude in it, and it's really great. Aww. Yeah, I should watch that because I'm I'm in mm. the Wizard of Oz. It's cool shit. Um, my next one is the Lies of Locke Lamora series by Scott Lynch. It's this really great fantasy series that takes place in um, fantasy Italy. So, like, there's Venice, and they, it's like Venice. They, they travel around in boats and stuff, and it's about this group of thieves called the Gentleman Bastards who steal from the rich and give to themselves. And they, <laughs> um, their, yeah. their leader's name is Lach Lamora, and he's super charming and super smart and clever, but, like, he often gets them into trouble because of how clever he thinks that he is and how he kind of uh, underestimates other people. And I think that it would be a really great setting for an anime. Also, it's a really great book. If anyone hasn't read it and is looking for something to read, Lies of Lock Mora, five out of five stars. Yeah, I really need to start using you as my personal I library. have so many book recommendations. <laughs> I do too, but most of mine are like the history of a certain band or musician <laughs> or monarch Mine is of all fiction. Well, it's like 75% fiction, 25% true crime. <laughs> yeah, that adds up. Uh, my next one is a little uh, favorite I like to call Diners <gasps> Driving. Oh, shit, Kate. Kate. I think <laughs> I have. Oh, I have my God. I have a beautiful vision. Of a slice of life <gasps> anime about a man traveling around finding hey. restaurants and getting to know the people who run the restaurants and learning how this to This is with my them. favorite thing. I think it would make it actually. You know really how much anime. I love Guy Fieri. I. <laughs> yeah, I do know. I do know. That would be amazing. And honestly, <laughs> it would be really I'm so excited <laughs> about this. Can we make this happen? Hey, anime. I mean, Japan. Japan, I got a pitch for you. Hey, anime. What's up? Konnichiwa. (laughs) (laughs) What would it be called in Japan? It would be like izakaya and uh, something, something. But I don't know, like food stalls. You just imagine an anime guy, Fieri, walking around and being like, this is so delicious. And you put your heart and your soul into this I can imagine it very easily. You fed your whole community. This is money! <laughs> um, uh, let me think. Is, uh, hmm. Izikaya. Whatever it is, we're going to have to make that the name of the episode yes, for sure. I'm, that's, I'm trying to think of it so hard right now. <laughs> Izikaya, Uchaya, and Yatai. That's, that's what stall is. God, I know, know we're anything. bad memes. And now I'm just looking at a list of different Japanese street foods that are is making me very hungry. I'm really what I was cooking for dinner tonight was curry, so I sated my hunger. Oh, yeah, fuck, it was delicious, and I didn't eat a whole lot of it because I had a lot of dried pineapple beforehand. I kind of want to just like make a manga of Guy Fieri's slice of life adventures around Japan. Yatai, 
Yeah, Yatai is a okay. stall. Perfect. So, so we've got our, yeah. our title. Izakaya, Yatai, and Osai. Sure, yeah. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Cut and print. Boom. Cut, print, fieri. Cut and print, fieri. <laughs> I'm going to pitch this to Mr. Fieri, I promise you. We got to we gotta wrap this up so I can have second dinner. Um, my next idea mm-hmm. is a Game of Thrones Somehow anime. I knew that was going to happen. Somehow I knew it. I have never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I never read one of the books, but I'm curious to hear. I think it would be a really good anime. There is like, a lot of death and sex. I don't know. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of sex. There's a lot of, like, dragons mm-hmm. and magic mm-hmm. and stuff that, I mean, HBO does a good job with the dragons, but you can definitely tell where they mm. put their budget. Is it in the sex? I bet it's in the you sex. You know? Well, <laughs> they'll have, like, well, you know, like, in a lot of good, an- I mean, a lot of anime, they'll be, like, the one scene that they put all of their animation mm-hmm. budget into. Like, they'll have a five-minute talking uh, scene like where it's that. just two people, like, staring at each other with just their mouths moving. Or, like, they'll show, like, yeah. a, a bit away from the characters, just, like, a still of a, half of the room somewhere else. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you see this vast, like, sweeping animation of something extraordinarily beautiful. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's... I see exactly. how you... Like, oh, that's yeah, where I see the money how went. This. Like, like, in Yuri and I would be like, okay, this is a competition... Whose routine is going to get the budget? That's always the problem with Yuri. Yep. Um, So it's kind of like that, but I feel like it's got a big enough storyline and it's sprawling enough that it could be a 100 episode, 200 episode Mm. anime. And like, it wouldn't necessarily have to change the story for the tv audience you know like i feel like they could go directly to the books and do everything according Mm. to the books and it could take you know 200 or 300 episodes but that's fine that's how anime works had like you know still is still going a million and a half it's still going on there's like 900 volumes of manga not even chapters there's like 900 volumes they could totally do that with game of thrones they could i can see it happening for sure yeah that that's a good pick that's right up there i was thinking of harry potter because i had also harry potter on my list but i was down to harry potter or mm-hmm. game of thrones and i just thought to myself like which would i want to see more? when i was a kid when i was a kid the one thing i wanted more than anything was a harry potter animated series because i thought like the movies aren't doing a great job i think that you could do best on harry potter if you made it into a tv show well a harry potter slice of life show but I realized that we have that in Little Witch Academia. Oh, true. That's a good point. Right? So that's why I ended up going smart, with Game of Thrones. Smart, smart, smart. Uh, my last one's a little relevant mm. because we just watched it last night. It's The Witch. The Vavitch. Oh, the Vavitch. I love that movie. It's so one of the good. Things... There needs to be more good oh, horror Yeah, anime. there do. Seriously. But uh, one of the things I like about uh, adaptations of Western stories in anime is when they have to actually, like, do research into how something is, I guess, or, like, how someone would talk. Have, have to. to. Sometimes. They, they don't Most half the time. <laughs> but, like, because The Witch is about such a specific period of American history, and, like, it, mm-hmm. it's specifically about... Oh, because it was... Because The Witch is about, like, such a specific period of American history, and it's specifically mm-hmm. about New England, where we're from... I think yeah. it just and yeah. it's so like spooky and I can see kind of like an attack on Titan like style to it, like really high contrast. I love that. Oh my oh, gosh. So yeah. Dope. 
Um, one thing that always will, it'll take me out of whatever I'm watching is if they get witch stuff oh, yeah. Like, in the, what was it, The Conjuring? It was, I was totally on board. It was super scary. And then they were like, oh, and she was actually a witch from Salem. And she was really evil. And I'm just sitting here like, no, ex- ex- excuse me, that's not... That's not really what happened in Salem. No, no, um, actually, that's all wrong. I'd be happy to explain it to you if you'd like to sit down with me. <laughs> <laughs> I took several classes in college on this, and I have been waiting to tell someone about it for years. <laughs> yeah, you could be on the consulting team. I would fucking love that. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any more? Did you think of a fifth one? No, I, I could not. I think of any, like, any, like... Hold on, wait, let me lean back and look at my bookshelf. <laughs> you know what I always kind of wanted is, like, a Beatles anime. I thought that that'd be really cool. Got it. Okay. This one is a book called The Night Circus by Erin Morganston, and she is actually, she's from Massachusetts. She's from Northampton. This started out as a NaNoWriMo book, where it's like you write 50,000 words in November, and you're just like, have got half a novel or something. Um, let me read you the All synopsis. Right. The night circus arrives without warning. No announcements preceded. It is simply there when yesterday it was not. Within the black and white striped canvas tents is an utterly unique experience full of breathtaking amazements. It is called Le, Le, Le Cirque de Rêve, and it is only open at night. So basically, Celia and Marco are two rivals um, who are the apprentices of two rival magicians. And they have to come up with the best shit to outdo the other one. Um, and basically, this game is like they have to they have to play to the death. But they fall in love. So like while they're like building this crazy circus trying to outdo one another, they're falling in love. But one of them is going to die. It's so oh good. <laughs> that sounds real heavy. And yeah, it's not. It's super not. Um, it's very enjoyable. But I could see it kind of like uh I don't know, like a death parade kind of look, you know. I don't know. I just feel like it would be a good anime. It's very visual, very um like Victorian aesthetic. So yeah. It's a good pick. Oh yeah, and there are kittens. Oh, <laughs> I've not read this book in a long time. I'm looking through my movie collection now to see if there are any others that I might have missed. Like Beetlejuice would be a cool anime. Beetlejuice was a great it cartoon It was. I remember series. watching it when I was a kid. What about The Road? Um, so it's a Cormac McCarthy book that about the end of the world, where father and son are like left to their own devices to try and survive. Like, not getting eaten by cannibals uh-huh. and stuff. It would be so depressing and probably a great yeah, anime. Yeah, that's usually how it works. There are a lot of animes that are extremely <laughs> depressing. Yeah. I think the road falls right into there. My golly, thanks for the fun moment. That's I, th- I think that's why most of mine were comedies, because I like, I like the funny stuff. Most of mine, I guess, were fantasy were. stories. See, we've got a great <laughs> combo going. You've got the intelligence, yep. I've got the goofy goofs. 
I feel like what I really want is just a whole anime of the new end credits for My Hero Academia. <laughs> I haven't seen them. I'm still so Okay, they're so good. I'm going to send it to you. You just, just watch the, the end credits. It's them, but in a fantasy world. It's Aww, so I love that. Yeah, it's you really good. And Bakugo's like a, a dragon lord. It's great. That's so cute. You're so proud. You know, anime I would love is a second season of Mob Psycho 100. Are they working on it? I don't know. I hope we they do are, this like once like... a month. I think. I think so because I love Mob and I love his world. All right, let's see. Do we have any Mob Psycho? Well, apparently, Bones is working on something Mob Psycho 100. Well, we're the people you gotta come to for your Mob Psycho 100. Yeah, right at the because... right at the end of the show. Wait till the one hour mark, and then maybe you'll get news. Maybe sometimes, and we will probably be wrong. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be looking it up on air because we don't actually research. Yeah, much exactly. I will be reading to you from uh, comicbook.com/anime. You know what I really want to do next what? week? Because we did American things that should be made into good uh-huh. animes, we should we should think about like which animes turn out really, really bad. Like things that were turned into animes and then it was bad? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I was thinking specifically of like Antique Bakery, which is one of my favorite Oh, that series. did turn out really bad as an anime though. Yeah, the anime looks uh nasty. What about animes that we want to be made into bad live action? remakes that sounds we've got a lot of lists to go through i've got a lot of opinions and thoughts and hopes and dreams yeah let's let's have another list episode next week because this was really fun i'm gonna keep developing that diners drive-ins and dives i want it it's gonna be really i love guy fieri he's just so good and pure he just like everything is so positive and I guess, like, so his sister was, came out as a lesbian and was trying to get married to her fiancé, and Guy Fieri got ordained and married them, and then, <laughs> like, officiated, like, 200 weddings, same-sex weddings, in Florida for free, just, like, in honor of his sister's marriage to her wife. That's beautiful. He's so sweet. <laughs> what a good He's boy. He's a good boy. What a good, spiky-haired, weird sunglass-wearing boy. <laughs> I think that's the sign that we should wrap I think that up. we ended on a really positive and good high note. I agree. I'm really proud of you, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Uh, well, you can find us at takoyaki underscore time on Twitter uh, and in, on Instagram where takoyaki, takoyaki time, podcast. time podcast. Yeah. And you can email us at takoyaki time podcast at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Bree Scally and on Instagram at Honeybree. And you can find me at Kate Brezzy on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to this and past episodes of Takoyaki Time on iTunes or wherever podcasts are not sold because our podcast is free. It will always be free forever, forever and, ever. and ever. Amen. <laughs> it's not, it wouldn't be worth anything if we charged money for it. So, I mean, nope. we don't make any you get money what you for pay this. For. We do this for your love and the five star reviews that you're definitely going to leave on iTunes. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, what's the second rule of Takoyaki time? 
Always finish your taco. And that's the first rule. Always order taco. Yeah. 